We are on the air. see how this works this week because we're starting a half hour earlier than we normally would although if you were uh, if you're in Akron right now normally Sunday school starts uh, at 930 uh, in the church so the timing um, is actually right on schedule for that um, but for those of you who are uh, outside of the um, Eastern time zone. It's a little bit earlier for you, but I just thank you for being here uh, this morning. <clears throat> and uh, I do know that if uh, if for some reason Heather gets on from Cambodia, it's going to be a half hour earlier for her, so it's going to be good for her too because it's nighttime there. Um, but um, we are going to go ahead and get started. It is 9.30 a.m. It is Sunday, April the 19th, 2020. Welcome to Sunday School. Um, we're here to uh, get going with uh, a new lesson uh, in Sunday School today, and it is a lesson that's going to be featuring the uh, first uh, book of Colossians, uh, first uh, Ch Colossians chapter 1. Um, so we will talk about that. I'll make a couple of uh, quick announcements just for the sake of um, making sure that we're covering all the bases here. First of all, um, <clears throat> one announcement is that, as you probably know, if you're in Akron, there is going to be a um, service, a drive-in service, is for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, at our church uh, at 11 o'clock this morning. Um, it will be uh, about a half hour, 11 to 11.30, and we will um, do our best to be involved with that from the standpoint of actually live streaming that event, too. So we are going to conclude the live stream here, uh, go down to Akron from where we are and try and set up a live stream of that service as well too for, it's about a 30 minute service, so uh, it shouldn't be uh, uh, too long, uh, but it will be a way for you to participate in the uh, service there if for some reason you cannot get to it um, uh, at 11 o'clock. And Pastor Gus has also provided a couple of videos, uh, part one and a part two, a couple of videos about uh, dealing with difficulty at this time. Um, those are available on our Akron Alliance Fellowship uh, Facebook page. They're available for your viewing. There's a part one and a part two uh, that you're welcome to look at later on uh, today after all of this is done. And we will be able to also make those available through links through our website AkronAlliance.org later on in the day. Another reminder for everyone um, is that your tithes, your offerings are still very important. We still want to make sure that we are providing uh, offerings for the church uh, to make sure that the church can function properly. We still have 
uh, people coming in and out of the building for the daycare and the people working there, and we want to make sure that we're paying the bills and the utilities uh, as much as possible. So please make sure that you are uh, providing the appropriate offerings. Uh, and I'm sure that if you're in Akron, you're, you can make the offering today at church. Um, and normally it would be available and open during the week as well, too, Monday through Friday from 12 to 2. Uh, it's also available normally at our church uh, from 12 to 12.30, although I think the time might change today just because of the uh, the service that's taking place at 11 o'clock in the parking lot. It's a parking lot service, parking lot, uh, social distancing. You can stay in your car, uh, and we welcome your participation for that. And if all goes well, we'll live stream that event as well, too. So for those of you who are not in Akron, um, stay close to your computers or your phones, and we'll try to see if we can hook up with you again later on for the live stream event. Okay, I think that's all the announcements um, for right now that come to mind. Um, if something comes to mind later on, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But we're going to be going to Colossians. So if you have your Bibles and electronic devices, we're going to go ahead and get re started with that. Reading in the book of Colossians, chapter 1. We're going to be looking at the first 14 verses, verses 1 through 14. Now the theme for today uh, is going to talk about what Christ has done. And there's going to be emphasis on two very important areas in our faith, uh, especially today, looking at where we are personally, Thanksgiving and prayer, and how the church was started. And this letter was written uh, by Paul to the Colossians, the, the city of Coloss. Um, it's a city that's about 100 miles east of Ephesus on the Lycus River. Paul had never gotten to this location. He hadn't visited yet. He turned over the uh, church. Uh, the church was started by one of his converts, uh, Ephaphras. Uh, you'll see that in verse 7 as we read this. So I want you to be aware of that as we look at the passage. Um, so what I'll do is I'll start reading the entire passage, verses 1 through 14. We'll circle back over it and uh, go back into what it says. So let's make a note of that, starting with verse 1. Uh, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints in Christ at Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Verse 3, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You've already heard about this hope in the word of truth, the gospel, that has come to you. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it and came to truly appreciate God's grace. Verse 7. You learned this from Epaphras, our dearly loved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has told us about your love in the Spirit. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are all asking, we are asking, excuse me, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father 
who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. And then verse 13, he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son he loves. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So the theme here, uh, going back over these verses as we'll discuss this, is thanksgiving and prayer, and with special emphasis on what Christ has done. Now, we've been quarantined um, pretty much unofficially for about a month. Uh, It's been about 30 days or so where we have been asked to pretty much shelter in place. So that's been a month, 30 days, a month of time where we've had a, a total change in how we have seen things, how we viewed things, how we've looked at things. Uh, as a people, as individuals, as a group, as a church, uh, we've had to make some drastic changes, and those changes happen very quickly. And one of the reasons why we were sheltering in place, honestly, is because we were dealing with something that we had never dealt with before. We were dealing with a virus that is had never been encountered before to known to man. In any, there have been different types of viruses, but... This one was one that was especially disconcerting because of the methodology behind the surface uh, contact as well as person-to-person contact. So we've had to change the way we have lived uh, for the last 30 days. And that has been quite an experience, um, putting it mildly. And so it's about time now, as we're 30 days in and we're actually hearing stories that the curve has been flattening and is now going back in the other direction in many areas, uh, including even in Ohio, um, where now we're talking about reopening things. And what we need to be thinking about is, as we pray and think about the events that have taken place, is that we are thankful for what has happened. So we have Thanksgiving and prayer, and it's time for us to do what I would call a reset, And the reset uh, is based upon all the things that we've experienced as individuals and people. And the reset comes back to getting back to the basics about who Jesus Christ is, how he is a protector, how he has been uh, truly the one who has kept us. Uh, He has kept us away from this scourge, this virus, this plague, whatever term you would like to use. And there have been glimpses of hope that we've seen even in the midst of all of it. Uh, I don't take for granted seeing the sunshine. I don't take for granted seeing um, green grass and trees and birds chirping because we've got a lot of things to be thankful for. We, we have uh, a lot of things that we have come through even before this virus hit that are reasons to be thankful. And so the reset is for us to go back to where we are and what we're doing in Jesus Christ. And that's the key, in Jesus Christ. So let's go back over the passage a little bit and look at some things that are important for us to remember when it comes to our walk in Christ, our service in Christ, our service for Christ, and making sure that we are conveying this information as we go out. You know, we've had to go out to go get groceries, we've had to go out and get little things that we need to have for the household uh, for a couple weeks at a time. And you're going to encounter people in the stores that uh, are looking, are moving somewhat aimlessly sometimes. Sometimes they're just kind of uh, 
uh, weirded out by what's happening because things certainly aren't normal as we remember them as early as 30 days ago. So we've had a total change, and so we need to be conscious of that as we go out and even in the midst of others, whether we're wearing our masks or not. I would say right now you just wear your mask and and find some decorative masks if you can that have some wording on them. Um, it's been tough to get masks lately um, through buying online because there's been such a demand for them. But as you go out, just remember that other people are just not always uh, – on the same page or just not with it. They're out of it a little bit. And then you just see the love of Christ, even in gestures and things that you're doing. Paul, when he mentioned in the first part of this passage about he is an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, and as well as Timothy, his brother, it's important to point this out is that we are all acting and operating according to God's will. You know, Paul made that declaration because he was an apostle and he wanted to make sure it was clear to the people who he had never met in Coloss that he wasn't just an apostle because he said he was an apostle. You know, we have a lot of people who call themselves apostles, a lot of people who call themselves bishops, people call themselves, give themselves these, these titles to make themselves feel important. But Paul was speaking on authority from God, and that's where he was using that authority. He was doing it according to the will of God, <clears throat> as we all are. <clears throat> Pardon me. We're all operating according to God's will. We're all operating in his will. There is nothing that we're doing um, when it comes to serving him in Jesus Christ that is not according to his will. He wants us to do these things. We need to make sure that we are focused on staying in his will uh, and not going in, into tendencies of fleshly desires, staying away from those things that keep us from fulfilling his purpose and living according to his purpose. So he makes that very clear in the first part of the passage. Now go to verse 3 if you're still looking at that passage. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we have heard, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints. Always thank God. Can't emphasize enough the importance of thanking God for what we have. There has been a little bit of inconvenience. There has been a little, little bit of uh, turmoil, things turned upside down, and of course it's all relative, and we don't ever want to minimize the impact that some people are going through right now as far as this situation. You know, some people have been let go of their jobs, some people have been pushed aside for uh, X number of days, whatever that time is. Um, uh, we shared last uh, week that Lynn has been furloughed from her job for 60 days, and so she is... Uh, still managing to keep busy, still managing to do work, and prayerfully the work that she's doing will also lead to compensation as well too. But we are blessed as a family. We are blessed as a group. We are not wanting of anything. We have what we need. Uh, we're not going through any real hardship, as many people are frankly going through hardship. But we have to come back and still say, whether there are hardships or no hardships, that we are always thankful to God. That's the lead-in to this entire letter to the Colossians, the city of Colossus and the church. To thank God. We thank God and we pray for you. So you see what this is about, thanksgiving and prayer. And so we remember to pray for our own circumstances, but we also are sensitive to praying for other people, praying for our church right now 
praying that things have changed so dramatically that we haven't seen some people for a while. We want to make sure that we're praying for those individuals and that they're not forgotten people. So prayer and thanksgiving is essentially part of our reset, going back and looking at reasons for us to be thankful. Now, could things be better? Well, certainly they could. They could be back the way they were before. Well, I want to challenge you about something. What if things don't go back exactly the way they were before? What if things are now proceeding in such a way where we have this different phase of life that we're enduring? Are you still going to be thankful? Are you still going to be prayerful through those situations? Because if things don't go back the way they are, that's going to be a change in how we are living our lives. That's going to be a change in how we are representing ourselves before others. That's going to be something that we have to see how the rubber meets the road and how you respond in such a challenge. Christ is challenging us to express love, love for other people, love for the saints. That's something that we need to all keep in mind as we look at this passage as an example for us. And we need to understand that uh, there is a hope reserved for us in heaven. And we talk about this hope as being very important. Do you have hope? Your hope is not in what's here on earth. Your hope is what's in heaven. That's why we need to be thankful and prayerful for the hope that we have in heaven. We have a great hope. And the hope that we refer to is something that is dealing with an inheritance. Uh, if you can, uh, hold your finger where you are and move over to First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians 5, and we're going to look at verse 8 and understand that we are here specifically at this place and time for a time like this. Um, we are living through this situation and we need to make sure that we are prepared to deal with what is happening in our lifetime. Um, we have a hope because we know what the truth is in the gospel in Jesus Christ. That's what it says in verse 5 in first, uh, pardon me, Colossians chapter 1. But look at what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to check off verse 8. But since we belong to the day, and the day being now, today, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. And if I may, I'll continue to reading after that. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. And then verse 11 says something very important. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. We as a church need to build up ourselves, be prepared, build up our spouses, our family members, and our church family, our pastor and his wife. These are the ones that we should be building up. We should be building them up with encouragement, 
words of encouragement and prayer because we know we already have an inheritance. We have an inheritance in Jesus Christ. That's what Paul was trying to communicate to the people, the Colossians. And we remind ourselves with these passages each day, let us be sober. Let's be serious. That's what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. Let's be sober. Be serious. You know, we have a lot of people who will try to deflect and laugh about things because if things are serious all the time, it means that you're not taking things probably in such a good way. But there comes a time when we have to be serious and recognize the times that we're in. Build up one another. Encourage one another. It's a serious time, and it's a time where we may not exactly change back to where we were before. So that's something that is not meant to uh, be a, you know something to be just totally wiped out about because ultimately whatever circumstance we have to live in, God is giving it to us, but he wants us to meet the challenge that's out there to pray for other people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ or need encouragement in Christ. There are many believers out there that need to be encouraged. They need to be encouraged right now. They need your prayers. They need you just to just shower them with your prayers, understanding that this is a tough time. It's a difficult time. There are things that we're experiencing that we've never experienced before. So build each other up and be prayerful in those ways. When Paul writes about thanking God and praying for you, he notices he says, always thanks God. He is always thanking God. And remember, Paul had been through a great deal of difficulty, and yet he's still thankful to God through that difficulty. We're being reminded in passages like this all the time that we could have it a lot worse than what we have right now. It could be much worse. It could be much more difficult. And yet, it's not as bad as what Paul went through or what the Thessalonians went through, as we read about in the last couple of weeks before, or even what the Colossians are going through, which was a largely a Jewish community. Um, there were many Jews that were in Colossus that had escaped from Jerusalem or gone through persecution, and they went there and settled there and mingled in with the rest of the culture uh, there in that area. So they knew what it was all about. They knew what it was to suffer. We need to understand that we're not speaking about people who were just living their life and like, oh boy, who drove today? What happened today? We know that they had been involved with suffering. They understood what suffering was. They understood what difficulty was. And yet, there's a church. They're getting together and gathering together. And they're praising the name of Jesus Christ in the midst of their suffering and difficulty. Now, on an additional note as well, too. We're very thankful that we were able to go through this difficult time because we don't have a virus. And we know that many people in Ohio are struggling with that right now. There's about 10,000 active cases of people who have experienced the virus. And we know that there were about 400 some odd fatalities from the virus. And we know that 
There are several area nursing homes that have had to struggle with this as well, too. And those are the worst places where it could happen because you already have people in these areas that are compromised. And yet, while we do not minimize what has happened to those individuals or families who have lost someone, we do recognize that we are to give praise to God that we are able to function, we're able to move about, we're able to go get groceries, we're able to do things that we can do. We have to, yes, wear a mask. We have to practice social distancing. We have to make sure that we're doing everything we can to keep ourselves um, as clean as possible, washing our hands. We have a whole new habit of people washing hands. And if nobody gets anything out of it more than this, is that we had a lot of people before this virus hit that didn't do a very good job of washing their hands. And you can remember instances yourself where people would just go to the restroom and just not wash their hands. And so now if nobody gets anything else out of this is that they know how to wash their hands and wash them thoroughly. And keep your, for those of us who have allergies, you keep your fingers out of your eyes, keep your fingers away from your eyes and your face. Uh, so we've learned a lot from this experience and we are to be thankful that we can do the things that we do. Always thank God. Always thank God in all circumstances. We are not going to understand everything that happens to us. We're not going to understand why we go through what we go through. And sometimes we just have to go back and look at, <clears throat> boy, oh boy, but for the grace of God, go I. And we all say that and we all understand exactly where that comes from. And one thing we need to understand, too, is that even in the midst of a pandemic, the gospel of Jesus Christ moves forward. Go back into uh, Colossians chapter 1. It says in verse 6, it talks about how you've already heard the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you in verse 5 and then verse 6. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it and came to truly appreciate God's grace. The gospel is still going forth. The gospel is still going forth whether you're wearing a mask in public or not. The gospel is still going forth because you're going forth. You're going forth with the proper perspective, the proper attitude that life is going to continue. Things are going to keep moving forward, but the gospel is going to keep going forward too as you go forward, as you move about. As we as a church gets together, we appreciate that. We appreciate the fact that God has chosen us to be his vessels. And so we understand that the gospel is moving forward and it's going all over the world. And because this was a worldwide pandemic, guess what? There are a lot of people who are paying very, very close attention to who God is, who Jesus Christ is. As they learn more about God, they learn more about that one and only Savior in Jesus Christ. So God uses all situations and all circumstances to reach his people. And this is one of them. And you are the one who is proclaiming that gospel wherever you go. Now, in order for you to proclaim that gospel, though, what do you have to do? Be prayerful and be thankful. Because you won't be able to proclaim that gospel effectively if you are in any way not thankful for where you are. 
your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that has to convey that message before others. But you need to be as a vessel, thankful and prayerful in the midst of it all. And this is what Paul is telling the people that you had a good teacher. You had a good teacher from Epaphras who was a convert from Paul. Paul converted Epaphras and went out and sent him out to plant a church. And he's a faithful minister. And it's always wonderful if someone can say something about you as being faithful. Being a faithful minister of the gospel. That's something that's very important for us to see. And one thing we have to understand is that, you know, sometimes we're reminded in the Proverbs, too, is that, you know, we can talk a good game, to paraphrase, but it's the hard workers, the people who are working, is what brings a profit. That was a paraphrase just now from Proverbs 14.23. We need to understand that people can talk a whole lot, but we need to make sure that we're doing exactly the things that we're talking about here. So after Sunday school and after church today, we need to make sure that we're going back and even looking at this passage again and saying, boy, there's a lot of reasons to be thankful because the gospel is going forth. God's will is that you are the ones who are proclaiming that gospel for him. A lot to be thankful for. A lot to look forward to. And go down to verse 9. Just going back to the passage again real quick. Verse 9. For this reason, also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. Praying continually. Praying without ceasing. Never stop praying. Never stop giving God his due. Prayer is giving God his due. He's the one that we're praying to. He's the one that we're asking um, for help with certain situations. He's the one where we're praying for other people that they get saved. Never stop praying. And we're never to stop praying because guess what? Troubles that come in our lives, they don't stop coming. They just keep coming. So in order for you to be able to endure those situations, you shouldn't stop praying. And I'm sure if you made a list right now of the things to pray for, your list would be very, very long. It's a long list. There's a long list of not just pray, praying for your own health or praying for your own issues, but praying for other people in your life. Praying for people who are uh, certainly in need of prayer. Praying for people who are... Uh, who don't know the Lord, praying for family members. You know, my family is split up. I have family members in Canton. I have family members in Durham, North Carolina. I have family members down in Tallahassee, Florida. I've got uh, a young man in Texas who I haven't seen for a while, but he's down there as well too. And we have family all over that we need to be prayerful for. And remember just to keep praying for them. Pray for them that if there is a need for them to experience the Lord Jesus Christ, that that will occur, that that will happen. So these are things that we always are mindful of as far as prayer is concerned. Don't stop praying. And what are we praying for? Look at the passage. And greetings from Tucson, Arizona. You bet. That's fantastic. And we're going to try and keep this as an international broadcast. Uh, since we're talking about that, I love the fact that we're going into different parts of the country and even reaching um, church members who used to be with us and were not with us right now. That has one of the, been one of the real blessings of this whole 
project of getting online that we're reaching people. Hi there, uh, Simona. We're reaching people that we normally uh, just aren't able to reach uh, in Akron by itself. So this is a way for us to continue to grow in our ministry. We need to keep ministering to everyone, um, and we're just thankful to be able to do that. We're thankful, going back to verse 9 again, that the people of Colossus, as well as us, are being filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Well, let's start with this. Do you know what God's will is for your life? Do you know what his will is? Do you understand what his will is? That is something to be prayerful about. We need to understand what his will is. I don't assume that everybody knows. I don't assume that believers really understand or know what God's will is for their life. He does have a will for you. He does have a purpose for you. But you need to know what that purpose is in order to what? Fulfill it. So prayer needs to be an important part of your day, making sure that you are indeed filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. You're praying for wisdom. You're praying for knowledge. Because you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to tap into God's wisdom and knowledge. But you need to be prayerful to receive those very things. And why do we need to be aware of those very things? What his will is, having wisdom and spiritual understanding. And the answer is in verse 10. So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing in fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. And you're going to continue to grow and be strengthened day after day, walking worthy of him. But you only can do that by starting with prayer and being thankful for who you are and what you have in Jesus Christ. Being prayerful. There's a passage I want to look at here that deals with that issue in verse 10. And flip over uh, or hold your finger where you are electronically or whatever to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. And Uncle Art is on the line. Amen. Elder Arthur. My uncle. He's been to our church before, but it's been a little while now. But I, I pray and trust that uh, Uncle Art is doing well. Thanks for being online with us. Ephesians chapter 4, <clears throat> verses 1 through 3. So what does it say here in Ephesians? I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The key to that passage is the first section, the first part of that verse. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Do you recognize that you have a calling? If you have a will which is God's will, and a purpose, it stands to reason 
by default, you're called to serve. You have a calling. You have a purpose. And if you, in for whatever reason, don't know what that purpose is in the midst of this pandemic or any other time for that matter, prayer is what you need to be doing continually to understand that. Now, I will just challenge you that as you pray, the Spirit's going to give you what you need. The Spirit's going to answer. The Spirit's going to provide you with information that helps you to be able to fulfill that calling. Walking in a worthy manner, a manner worthy, not just going through the motions, not just playing church, not just pretending to be someone that you're not, but being who you are in your calling for Jesus Christ. You can do it. He's already put you here in this place, in this time, in this month, in this year within this decade to be able to serve him and be a light for him wherever you go. You were called for a time like this. And this is indeed a special time. And this is a time where we need to make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to stay faithful. Stay faithful because he is the one who's protected you. Have you been praying for a covering over your household? Have you been praying for protection? Now, there are some things that we need to understand, too, about how we get information. We need to understand that we have been protected from something that was very dire. And sometimes the news that we get, while we need to hear information that's helpful for us, you know, I firmly believe from the bottom of my heart that we were protected from something much more dire. But because of God's people being prayerful, almost in the same way that we had the Passover, the Passover where people where death literally was at the doorposts and the blood of the blood of animals was spread over the doorposts to protect us. Because I suspect we could have had many more people lost. And not just lost because they didn't know Jesus, but lost altogether. So we need to understand that we truly have been blessed. We truly have had a covering over us for the last three months. Who knows? Certainly for the last month. We need to be thankful and be prayerful and thank God always. So again, the theme of this passage is, and the passages we've read in Colossians are about thanksgiving and prayer. We need to understand that we are still called to work, to walk worthy. And look what it says again in verse 11 in uh, Colossians chapter 1. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance, patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. Well, that passage by itself says a mouthful. We indeed have been given grace, might, endurance, and patience. And we do this understanding that we have joy because of what we have in Jesus Christ.
He gives us the reason to live each day. He gives us the purpose to live each day. He gives us exactly what we need to be able to get through a situation like this. He's protected us. He's kept us. He's given us his strength. He's given us his power through the Holy Spirit. We have might. We can fight. We can endure. And we can experience patience. What's the great challenge today? I don't want to be cooped up all the time. We lose patience. But we know that patience is very important at a time like this. We're talking about opening things up in May. Well, on May 1st, I'm not, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be running outside screaming and hollering all the mutt that much. It's going to be a very gradual thing. We need to be patient about the whole thing. Be patient. Be patient for this time we're living in and understand that, like I said earlier, we may not go back to have things exactly the way they were before. There may be a change in how we live. There may be a, dr- a drastic change. It may be a slight change. We don't know for sure yet, but we need to be patient. We need to be patient, and God gives us this patience through the Holy Spirit. He does all those things for us. I have to watch my time only because um, we will have to eventually get down to church in Akron, but we have a few more minutes, so let's finish up here. And understand, too, that we need to understand what Jesus has done for us in this salvation that he's given us. Verse 13 says it all. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness. The domain of darkness. Well, there's a double meaning to that passage. The domain of darkness is where you'll hear weeping and gnashing of teeth. But there's also a domain of darkness as well, too, spiritually here on earth. We are in spiritual warfare. Powers and principalities of Satan have done a lot to try to derail us in the midst of our desire to seek after Jesus Christ. But we've been transferred into the kingdom of the son he loves. So we have eternal salvation. We have salvation. We have redemption. We have the forgiveness of sins. And praise the Lord and praise the Lord and praise the Lord even more. Even in our flesh, we have forgiveness. We have redemption in Jesus Christ. Very, very important for us to see that. And I'm just very thankful to be able to communicate this information to you. Because these are words that hopefully will carry you for some time. Knowing that we have a mission We have a will. We have a purpose. We have a way to live before others. No matter how they're treating you, you treat others with the love of Jesus Christ. And it's great to see you online encouraging each other and saying hello. That's exactly what the church is all about. That's what we have to do. We have to continue to encourage each other as well, too. We are very blessed to be able to do this. We're blessed to be able to get together like this. And I don't take it for granted. And I hope you don't either. Because it may be a few days before we actually get back into a fellowship. It may be a little bit before we get back into church. Uh, We don't know the timing of that. Um, We have to follow God's timing. We have to follow where he would have us to be. 
But we can get together now and have prayer together. Let's do that. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to get together before you and pray. We thank you for giving us a reason to live. We know that we're living in your will and in your purpose to encourage our family members, our friends, and each other, our church, our pastor and his wife, the elders, the deaconesses, all those who serve. We thank you for their service. We thank you for giving us the ability through the energy and power of the Spirit to serve. Lord, help us day by day. Help us to be mindful of praying to you, being prayerful. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. We thank you for your very presence at this time. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for good health. We thank you for good health. We thank you for being able to, frankly, get up every day to be able to minister before you, minister to you, and minister to others. We thank you, Lord. We ask that you remember this message and this lesson about being thankful and doing so in constant prayer. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, we have a couple announcements before we sign off here. We've got two minutes, and then we're going to sign off. And we will try to live stream the service at 11 o'clock at the church. So for those of you who are not able to come down to the church in Akron, uh, we please uh, recommend that you uh, stay tuned online. We'll try and do a live stream of that as well, which is something that we have never done before. We've never done a church service um, live streaming. It's all, albeit a short service, but we're going to give it a shot. Uh, so we'll give that a shot uh, in about 45 minutes or so. Um, the other thing, too, is to remember, um, again, to uh, your offerings. Uh, please, if you are not going to church, to uh, make, make sure that you get your offerings into the church uh, on a weekly basis. Make sure that they have that money to be able to operate the church. And, of course, the Lord will multiply it and use it as he needs to. But we want to make sure that you're remembering those contributions as well, too. And we just thank you um, Again, and I just saw Gus dove on. <laughs> Amen, Gus. Um, and so we just want to make sure that you're aware of those things. And thank you again for being with us today. Um, we will catch up with you a little bit later on. Please remember that uh, there are a couple of videos that Pastor Gus has uploaded, uh, that we have uploaded now on the Akron Alliance Facebook page uh, to supplement what's been talked about. As far as dealing with issues in times of difficulty, uh, he has. we have a part one and a part two of those videos up there right now um, that you can look at later on today. Uh, we're going to get ready to go to church. Um, so we'll catch up with you all a little bit later on. We just thank you for being here. And I'm going to trust that next week we might be doing the same thing because uh, we're still in kind of the 30-day uh, quarantine thing. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, Liz, if you need an envelope, I don't have one for you. I can't give it to you through the phone. Uh, but, uh, but maybe you could get one at the church. Amen. Okay, guys, we're going to finish up. Uh, we'll catch up with you, uh, probably next week. It is 1015. So, uh, thank you for being here this morning. Um, and we appreciate you very much and, uh, stay prayerful, stay cool and stay safe. Thanks for being here. <laughs>